Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, someone who has just had an amazing career, former editor and publisher of High Times. Certainly, uh, you you know him from the least politically correct magazine, uh, the the former editor of Screw, and uh, he is the author of 28 novels, or maybe more for all I know, but he, more importantly for this moment in time, is the author of one of the great rock books of all time. It's uh, recent, and uh, again, uh, we, we forget how, um, how recent because of the pandemic, but Sympathy for the Drummer, Why Charlie Watts Matters. It is a must-get for everyone. It is. I got it. it. It is absolutely fantastic. Mike Edison is our very special guest, and right on the heels of the death of the the late great Charlie Watts, who may be one of the most underappreciated drummers in history. But let me welcome a, a legend in his own right, Mike Edison. Mike, how are you? All right, you're too kind. Thank you very much for that nice introduction. No, listen. You, what a, what a career you've put together. Uh, having spent so much time researching Charlie Watts and and getting to know his work, uh, possibly getting to know him, uh, what was your what was your initial reaction to Charlie Watts dying? Well, really knocked the wind out of my sails. Didn't see that coming. Uh, you know, you write a book about a guy, and you're oddly invested in him. Uh, and he was a great inspiration for me. I mean, people ask me, I mean, you said I wrote 28 books, that's true. But people ask me how long it took me to write the Charlie Watts book, Sympathy for the Drummer, and I usually say 45 years. Because that's <laughs> how long I've been playing the drums. Since I started playing the drums, I, I've been trying to decipher this cat. You know, trying, trying to you know, deconstruct what he's doing behind the Rolling Stones that is so deceptively simple and makes it so great and so unique. And, you know, you can't copy him. It's impossible to. This is just too much, too much, um, he's an autodidact. There's just too much jazz in his music. There's just too much uh, space and life in places where, you know, there usually aren't. I'm talking about, like, big, nasty hard rock songs like Jumpin' Jack Flash and Gimme Shelter and, and, and all the rest. And he really just breathes this energy into them that, you know, no guy you find at the local bar is ever going to possibly be able to do. I, so was, I feel like, you know, yeah. there's a, there is a great loss here. Yeah, no question. I, one of the things I, I I noticed on this, and and again, let's keep in mind, he died at eighty years old. It's not like he died at forty years old, or or, or like uh, you know, Brian Taylor or uh, Brian Jones, uh, you know, and uh, and his youth. And but I was with a group of people uh, who were you know big fans, big uh, rock fans when we heard Charlie Watts died, and everybody was in shock. I mean, when was the last time you saw people in shock? For an 80-year-old dying, I mean, it's, uh, it, it, you know, there, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, it's hard to imagine a world without the Rolling Stones. And, you know, he was the last of a race of giants. And he, I mean, he's an Iron Man, you know. We knew he wasn't going to do the tour. The Rolling Stones tour, it starts in a few weeks. They said he had a medical procedure, but he, everyone said he was going to be better. Guys, I know that work for Rolling Stones that are close to Charlie. So, yeah, 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 he's going to be better. Uh, and... You know, when Charlie calls in sick, you got to take it kind of seriously. I mean, he's never missed a gig in 60 years. Uh, the whole band, 60 years together. Can you imagine such a thing? Wow. But, you know, how can you feel when Elvis died or Kurt Cobain died or David Bowie 
died. You know, Prince, we didn't see it coming. And as, as rock fans, it's always just, just, I'm always surprised at how emotional people get over these people who are celebrities who they don't know, but who really, really, truly touched their lives. You know, everything, everything about David Bowie and Prince and, and you know, and, and Elvis meant so much to so many people, of course. Uh, but Charlie Watts, of course, it's not exactly dying. It's different. It's yeah. about a guy who is known as a musician, not as a personality, which I think speaks to Charlie Watts' greatness. He was known for playing the drums, not for blowing up the drums. He was known, you know, for being a jazz guy in a rock band, not for being the guy who was like, you know, didn't go to sleep for nine days. You know, <laughs> he's not the glamour, glamour plus Jagger or the dope head Keith. He's Charlie, the urban gentleman who looks like he's, you know, ready to make, you know, a jazz record in 1960. Uh, and he was there, though. And despite all that, he played on the greatest hard rock records of all time. So there's something very exotic about Charlie in his normalcy, <laughs> I think, um, yeah. where he wasn't there for the party. He was there for the music. And I think that's just, you know, there needs to be more of that in, in, in rock music. Let me remind folks, uh, Sympathy for the Drummer, Why Charlie Watts Matters. Uh, now it may as well have been called uh, Why Charlie Watts Mattered because he, uh, you know, he's no longer with us. And a uh, big loss, but uh, thankfully, thankfully guys like Mike Edison uh, put, put his life in perspective before he died. Did Mike, did you have any reaction from Charlie uh, from the book or uh, were people close to Charlie? Yeah. What what was his impression? Yeah, actually, it was pretty. You know, it's pretty incredible. You know, I write this book. It's an unauthorized book. The Stones don't really uh, cooperate with anything that's unauthorized. They kind of, you know, yeah. they're, they're a very tight ship over there. Uh, but they really dug the book. The book got behind the castle walls, and uh, I started getting some phone calls from people who worked for them. And eventually, I got a phone call one morning, and this is like during the pandemic and lockdown in my apartment in Brooklyn, and it's kind of kind of dark days, and Charlie Watts called me on the phone to tell me what a lovely book I wrote. Wow. Hello, my name is Charlie Watts. We never met. I'm looking for Mike. Tell him what a lovely book he wrote. Wow! This is really cool, yeah. right? He doesn't just do this. They don't do that for anybody. You gotta think. These guys have been written about more than any other human beings on Earth. There are so many books about the Rolling Stones. There are picture books. There are fan books. They've all written their own books. You know, the Rolling Stones have such official and unofficial product. And this one seemed to cut through. And I think one of the reasons is, is because I didn't pull any punches. Uh, it's not a puff piece. I'm not trying to be their friend. I, I told it like it is. Uh, I didn't. I didn't put any uh, polish or shine on it or cherry coat it because it's not pretty with the Rolling Stones. You know, it's just been a bumpy ride. You got to take it warts and all. I mean, Charlie is the guy, of course, who kind of comes away unscathed because he he drives right down the middle mostly and is the glue that keeps his band together. You know, he's the guy to get along with Keith, even when Keith's like his most messed up, you know, you know stages of you know dope addiction. Gets along with Mick Jagger, who makes in his most messed up, you know, like with his head in the stars, falling in love with himself for the twenty fifth time. Yeah, Charlie yeah. is the voice of reason, and and they know without the without him, they're not going to sound like the Stones. I mean, we'll see on this tour what really happens. I think will it be an authentic Rolling Stones experience? I think the fans are going to have to judge that. I think everyone's going to have a good time. I think it's more emotionally charged. Uh, you know, the fans seem to accept Dead in company as some sort of Grateful Dead experience, uh, but it's certainly not the Grateful Dead. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll find out how people feel about it. And then after this, I guess it's really up to making Keith decide whether they want to, like, uh, you know, move to the retirement homes in Florida or keep trucking on without Charlie. I would, if I were them, I'd start thinking about the retirement plans. 
Mike Edison, listen, congratulations on, on a great career, not just the book, but the, you, I, I believe you wrote oh, thanks, the, the perfect rock book. I'm a big fan of rock books. I'm a big fan of yours. Absolutely thrilled to have you. Hopefully I can get you for a longer period of time. I know a lot of people are waiting to talk to you. Can you give us a website or a social media site to follow along with what you're doing? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm on Facebook, of course, Mike Edison, and my website is MikeEdison.com. MikeEdison.com, and there you'll find not only Sympathy for the Drummer, Why Charlie Watts Matters, but also there's lots of videos and other books, and uh, this is a playlist of Rolling Stone songs where you go along with the books you listen to that people seem to dig, and uh, lots of other writing and lots of fun stuff on MikeEdison.com. But this has been like, it's been an incredible trip writing Sympathy for the Drummer. I had so much fun doing it, and then to find out that the songs kind of dug it, they were very nice. They invited me to come out uh, come to Soundcheck, and Charlie called and said, yeah, you got to come out when we get back out on the road. It's, it's sad that that, that didn't happen, but I, I'm real proud that I got in front of it and wrote something that mattered to me at a time when no one else had the foresight to write about this guy, and you know, here we are now, so uh, I'm very proud of it. Mike, you should be, uh, and thrilled that you wrote it. Thank you very much for being here, Mike. Thank you very much, guys. I'll see you later. Mike Edison, everyone. Sympathy for the drummer, why Charlie Watts matters. Mike Edison is the author of that really a great book and and i am a fan of rock books and uh he, he wrote yeah he, he didn't pull any punches he he talked about it. i'm not i i'm i think uh, i understand why charlie watts wrote it he was uh he was you know he, i think he gave a good depiction of charlie watts but he didn't give a a puff a puff piece on the stones that's for sure i don't know if mick and <laughs> keith i don't especially keith i don't know if keith would like it but uh, I liked it, and I think people would. Charlie Watts, and again, a very underrated drummer, but you got to think of all the, all the work that he's done o- over the years. And you know, with, with the band, the longevity, the durability, and you know, maybe you don't appreciate uh, Mike, uh, Mike's work. Um, you know, with Screw or with uh, with High Times, but I do. Um, he's a iconoclast, and, and Mike Edison is who we're talking about. Uh, just yeah, absolutely great career that he has put together, and uh, he's he's just a great writer. Twenty eight adult novels, and I don't know them, but I certainly know Sympathy for the Drummer, Why Charlie Watts Matters. Um, Frank McKay here. Mike Edison has been our. It's a very special guest, Charlie Watts, uh, Rolling Stones. I mean, uh, you know, what can you say about the Stones? I saw Charlie Watts, I think it was 80 or 81, and, you know, it was, it, it was one of those albums that was, um, you know, considered maybe a Jump the Shark album was. It would start me up and things like that, but I was a, you know, I was a kid. I was, um, I think, 14 years old and saw them in uh, the Hartford um Hartford Coliseum or Hartford Arena or whatever it was, and it was the Stones. You know, you're watching it and you and you realize, hey, that's the Stones. Those are the same guys from, uh, you know, Altamont and you know the Legends, and those are the guys who, the bad bad boy version of the Beatles, so to speak. And then Charlie Watts, it was always there. He was always a steady. And again, I was with a group of people who were big rock fans, and when Charlie Watts died. Uh, it was kind of like, wow, Charlie Watts is dead. And then when you hear he's 80, oh, he's 80. You, you just didn't expect him to die like that. And 
I don't know. He he always he always was the uh, stabilizing factor in the Stones. Uh, but anyway, listen, a great career, a great life. Who wouldn't love to have that? What musician wouldn't love to have the life that Charlie Watts led? Uh, I've got to do a whole piece on, on Charlie alone. But get this book, Sympathy for the Drummer, Why Charlie Watts Matters. Mike Edison is the author and, again, former editor and publisher of High Times, End of Screw, uh, the author of 28 adult novels. Frank McKay signing off. Mike Edison has been our very special guest. Subject has been Charlie Watts and the, the death of now the late great Charlie Watts. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.